Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm supposed like it takes sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we can't no value the haters. How they run, homie? Look what I become. I'm the I'm the one. Okay, so we had to go live because of the announcement we just made a, uh, uh, what is it, two hours ago, three hours ago when I was on Megan Kelly today at 2 o'clock. And there was a lot of people asking questions. We were going to wait till Thursday to go live. And everybody said, let's go live tonight for 45 minutes, answer some questions. On the offer we just made, if you haven't heard, uh, if you want to pull this up, Rob, so we can talk about it, uh, we made a public offer to... Tucker Carlson, on the great Megyn Kelly show uh, a few hours ago. And then we tweeted our offer, and we put it out there. It's an article. You can see the details. It's crystal clear uh, to Tucker Carlson. Let me start off by reading this. If you can zoom in a little bit more so the audience can also see it. this is You can find this on Twitter. Dear Tucker, I'll get right to the point. We want you to partner with us in what we feel is a noble and necessary effort to define the future of media. Here's our offer. $100 million over five years, an equity stake in Vitamin, president of Vitamin, and a board seat to project your strategies, your strategic vision and voice, your podcast, plural, singular, and other daily weekly shows, documentaries and movies covering topics you care about. What else? We're all ears. Our convictions about freedom, liberty, and truth run deep, and we believe we are the absolute right fit for you in America. Why we may not be the biggest media company... We are a new media leader driving into the future to make truth, fair debate, and commentary more accessible, consumable, and protected. We are 100% serious about our offer, respectfully, uh, myself. So that message was sent out. I gave that to Megan. Megan asked some incredible questions going back and forth. And we got a few things that we want to talk about today. We got a handful of clips that Rob's prepared. I want to share with you about what Tucker has said on why we felt this was uh, uh, an ideal uh, uh, offer to him. Uh, Tom, you know, I've been talking about this with you since last week when we heard about the news and then we processed it more. And then all of a sudden this morning, seven o'clock in the morning, I had a call with you guys and uh, we had an emergency call. I said, tell me this is a bad idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I kept going at you going. I said, I don't want to stay private. I want to announce this publicly because I think it needs to be something everybody knows about. And then the announcement was made. We agreed. On the podcast, we were writing it, and I made the announcement to Megan. What are your thoughts about this announcement that we made today? Well, first of all, <clears throat> I, I think it's really important that that a lot of things nowadays happen with transparency. We've gone through an era of COVID and other things for such a lack of transparency. I, I think that transparency, in a lot of ways, takes speculation out of the mix and, and makes it certain. And I think that's what that's all we want to do here is take the speculation out. Whenever you start working together, there'll be always some peon at a law firm that kind of leaks. It's like you look at uh, professional sports contracts, Pat, right? All the, the people involved swear that nobody said anything. All it takes is one associate at a law firm leaking it out. And so I think what this is, this is an open, straight-up, transparent statement so that, that people understand how serious and how capable and more importantly, how important we feel our role is in the new media landscape. Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty wild to think about the era we're living in because back in the days, all of this would have been quiet, hush, hush. You can't say anything. What about this? And what about that? Well, this person said this and that person said that. And we think they're saying this. We think they're saying that. You have to be proactive today and, you know, uh, let the – I think a bigger part of an offer like this being made as well is who he hears from from personal friends. So mm-hmm. think about it. You know, a, a Tucker Carlson who is loved, adored by a lot of people, and obviously he is, he's got the right enemies as well. Whoever his enemies are, if you don't agree with the enemy's philosophies, guess what? He has the right enemies, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to get messages, and people are going to say, you know what? Here's what I know about this brand. And by the way, for the audience, for those of you that have helped Valuetainment from day one, when we had 60 subscribers, not 60,000, 60 subscribers where we went from there to 1,000, to 10,000, to 100,000. Now we have total, whatever, 6 million subscribers and now turning it into a media company, consulting from all these other things that's happened, PBD podcast, the audience with the members, you know, all the folks that we have with uh, 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 Value Timmon and PBD podcast, none of this would have happened without you. But I also think this is a once-in-a-lifetime type of a guy. I think his voice is super necessary. And our offer is a serious one, and, and hopefully next steps will be 
uh, uh, going through, having different kind of conversations. A lot of people have reached out. Guys, my phone, I, I'm trying to catch up on text messages. I'm trying to catch up on DMs. I'm trying to catch up on... It's coming in hot and heavy yeah, from it's, all, it's, all angles. From all over the place, yeah. Go it's, ahead, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a great thing. It's a great movement, Pat. I mean, you're obviously serious about what you're doing, and I and everybody has to play their part. Just like, you know, in football, yeah. when like Tom Brady wants to come to a team, some people have to take... Pay cuts on yeah. the team. So that's why I, to make this thing happen, <laughs> I took a 30% pay cut, which, listen, what a that, noble guy you are. To make though. that $100 million, you know $100 million <clears throat> I'm all in, Pat. That's I'm here. Why, that's why you're Vinny. I mean, that's Thank why you. you're Vinny and that's why you're loved by everybody. But yeah. so let, let's do this. It, it, Rob, if you, got, if you got that stuff ready, let's just kind of go through some of these things. Because right now, gang, if you're watching this, yeah, everybody knows what some of the offers are out there outside of what some very powerful people that would probably reach out. But it's not like people don't know the offers, whether it's, you know, Tom, you've given the names, whether it's, you know, Newsmax, whether it's the, the OANs of the world, whether it's other legacy, whether it's the Rumbles of the world, whether it's Spotify, whether it's, you know, some billionaire saying, let's come together and start a media company together. And what if we do this? And what if we do? There's so many different options of where to go. Let's first talk about frustrations that Tucker has shared in different shows over the last few months. Rob, if you can get a couple of these things uh, uh, prepared for us to just kind of go through, okay? And these are his words. So this first one here, this is what's he sharing on this one, if he can zoom in because I can't see it. What's this one about, Rob? Uh, this one's discussing— oh, things you can't talk about. Got yes. It, building 7. So this is one. I mean, look, you can't even talk about these types of issues. Some people are interested in it. Go ahead and press play. Last thing I'll say is like, it. They're not offended by craziness. They're not offended by conspiracy. If, if, if you go on TV tonight and say I think the Earth is flat, people will just laugh at you. They don't care if you think the Earth is flat. It's not a threat to anyone. But if you say like, what what actually happened with Building Seven? Like that is weird, right? It doesn't like what right, is that? Right. If you were to say something like that on television, they'd flip out. They would flip out. So you'd like lose your job over that. Why? Why? It's my country. Right. This is an attack on my country. Can I ask it? Like, I don't really understand. Do buildings actually collapse? No, they, maybe they do. I don't know. But like, why can't I ask questions about that? Anything you're not allowed to ask questions about is something you should be asking more questions about. So the issue right there. Okay. Is he alone there? Is he the only person that wants to know what happened to Building 7? I, I don't think Do you remember the so. podcast we had with the gentleman that talked about Building 7? Yeah. Richard Gage. Did they take it down? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Richard Gage. Richard Did they take Gage. it down, Pat? I mean, we went back, of course. Yeah, they we went back and forth. He said this, he said that. What about this and what about that? A lot of people have questions on it. Some of it doesn't make sense. Some of it doesn't add up. You look at the clips. You look at the videos. This just doesn't add up. Guess what? There's got to be a place for a person like that to be able to talk about that. Now, there's a couple different places you can talk about that, but there's formats as well. There's certain formats that you can create where an audience can go find what you have to say about your thoughts on Building 7. Yeah. Pat, can I ask you a question? Yeah. How long until they, because he's talking about they, we know yeah. who they are, until they figure out a way to come after the, the places like we are or the Newsmaxers or the, or, because they're, Pat, they're trying. Yeah. I'm just trying, I'm curious how long you think, because they're finding little loopholes to try to come in to sound, because this is, this is their biggest fear. Are these conversations? Are those conversations? What do you think? Well, I think we saw a small proxy of that uh, with Parler. And remember what happened with Parler, there was some um, intense pressure put on their hosting partner. Now, their hosting partner just operates servers. They buy electricity, they plug in servers, and they operate a large infrastructure, and that's where Parler lived. Those weren't Parler servers. Parler was renting that space, and pressure was put on the infrastructure, the server people, to say, you know what, we don't want to do business with you, turn you off. And so there already is like a, there's a big chessboard, Vinny, and there's pieces that move around to try to um, shut off that kind of conversation. And, and that, I looked at that, and I was like, wow, isn't that interesting? If you don't like what you say, maybe shut off your hosting. So now you have to go find hosting providers and people that agree with you. So it's more than just maybe the producers say, hey, we have a lot of pharma advertising on this channel, so don't be screwing around talking about the allergy meds or, Lord God, vaccinations. Don't bring that up. These guys pay the bills. They pay your salary, and they're big advertisers, so knock it off. It could be that simple. That's a very direct, right? That's tit for tat, you know, very direct. 
Or it can be indirect, where they're like, man, we don't like what these people are saying. Parler is conservative. They're getting a little voice out here. You got the election going on. Man, we got to, you know what? Let's put pressure on people to shut their servers off. So there's a lot of ways out there. And I think the resistance needs new media companies that can stand up to that resistance and find ways to stand in the middle of the cloud and give that message to the American people that want to hear it. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I agree, Tom. I don't think that's going to be something. A guy like that should be able to talk about that stuff and let us make a decision and say, you know what? We don't agree. We don't think you're right. We, we think you're right. Let me go do my own due diligence. Let me do a little bit of uh, research myself. Rob, do you have another clip you wanted to show? I do. This was uh, Tucker's. Uh, he appeared on the Full Send podcast where he talked about Jeffrey Epstein being murdered and the fact that Tucker devoted an entire episode of his show to Jeffrey Epstein being murdered and not committing suicide yeah. and nobody. Now, here, here's a Here's another question. How many average Americans are sitting there saying, you're so concerned about investigating what happened with, uh, uh, what do you call it? What happened with, uh, uh, what's the word? With uh, uh, Stormy Daniels, with the $120,000 hush-hush money. Why are you so, like, this is so important. We have to figure out, get to the bottom of this. We have to do this. Indict yet, him. Indict yet, him in Manhattan. Yet, yet a guy... <laughs> A, a guy who's a pedophile who has been proven to do what he did, Epstein, you don't want to find out and get to the bottom of that? Well, look, a lot, a lot of average Americans think that's a red flag. So play this clip of Tucker talking about this. We know that he was murdered. He was murdered in the special housing unit of federal lockup in Manhattan. How so, do we know he was murdered? Oh, well, <laughs> look into it, dude. We did a whole segment <laughs> on it on my show. Nobody cared. Um, I'm going to watch it after. You should. It's um, it's beyond belief. And I'm very skeptical of any kind of conspiracy theory or whatever. Why don't more people go after this, though? We know that he was murdered because, well, for one thing, I, a friend of mine is one of the people who last talked to him on the phone the day he was oh, killed. what? And he had a expectation of a bail hearing in two days. He thought he was getting out. He was not despondent <laughs> at all. I talked to his lawyer, told me the same thing. They moved someone out of his cell. They put two people, one of whom was not even a full-time prison guard, on duty. None of the cameras trained on the cell worked. They were all out of it that night. Oops. They locked the front of the special housing unit that had eight cells in it, but then they opened all the cells inside. So who was it? So I asked a really simple question, the Bureau of Prisons. Who were the other, so there are eight cells, 16, minus his cell because he was alone. So that means there are 14 other inmates there that night. What are their names? Where'd they go? Some of them were transferred out right after. Who That's were these people? That's a great people? question. Can't tell you that. Really? You can't tell me that? Well, on the basis of what? Because some inmate at a federal prison's privacy concerns, like Trump telling, what are you even talking about? Meanwhile, the Attorney General of the United States under Trump, Bill Barr, issues a statement being like, no, we know it's totally. Bill Barr lied. There's no question that Bill Barr, well, he clearly suspected Epstein was murdered but stop the investigation into it. I went and read Bill Barr's book in which he explains all this, and it's like complete bullshit and transparent bullshit. So I have no idea why the Attorney General of the United States would be lying about this, but there's literally no question that he did. I know him, so we, Bill Barr is a super nice guy. We reach out to Bill Barr like, hey, why don't you come on and explain why you lied about Jeffrey Epstein's death? <laughs> uh, no. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but by the way, and how many millions of people... I'm busy that day. How many millions of people, tens of millions of people, you think would like to get that question answered? Uh, but, uh, how many every, people? Uh, Pat, tens of millions. Yeah. I would say hundreds uh -huh. of millions. But but we want to know what's Probably 100 on. million people. If you're thinking 300, 330 million people in the United States, and even third would be 110 there's probably 110 Republicans like to know about that. Probably 100 million people would very much like to know about that. It's a fair question that he's asking. Why don't we go investigate that? Well, that's called journalism, and a media company, news outlet, should go investigate that. You cannot say 100% this happened, that happened, but let's investigate and see what happened with that. What's this next one, Rob, that uh, we have? So you can say 100% that it's odd and deserves a story. There's no question 100% it's, it's odd. I think it's more than odd. Guys, it's, not, not, to, not to stop the video, it's more than odd. It's, we, we're not stupid. We get it. I mean, it, it, like he's a threat, bro. Tucker's a threat. That type of conversation, those questions, they don't want to hear because there's so many people at higher levels involved. The only one guy that got kind of in trouble was who? Prince he Prince what's Andrew. His name? Prince Andrew Pat. And you know what his punishment was mm. from the Queen? Mm. You can't have any uh 
like Gummy speaking bears. duties. Yeah, you can't yeah. speak in front of the Some public. And what you, when you hear somebody talk about these? <clears throat> I don't even want to call them taboo conversations, but these topics that people have deemed taboo, like Jeffrey Epstein, like World Trade Center Seven, you immediately pigeonhole them as right wing conspiracy theorists. Yeah. But this is a video from 2019. ABC's uh, Good Morning America's Amy Robach or Robach. I remember this. Uh, she just left the network after she was involved in that affair with another guy. But this is a video that she was captured on video yep. off mic talking about how she had the Jeffrey Epstein story and the network made her sit on it for three years. So you could sit here and make the claim, well, if you believe Jeffrey Epstein killed himself you are, or was murdered, then you must be a right-wing conspiracy theorist. But then you look at this, which is a ABC for all, uh, yep. all intents and purposes. Yeah. It's not a right-wing or a left-wing <clears throat> media outlet. And this is what she had to say about the investigation that ABC made her not report on. Gosh, when the red light's on, you're not supposed to talk. Yeah, shut up, Amy. Can you can you refresh that to see if it'll clip? Because I know exactly what this clip is, and it's a great one. Just try one more time to see if it'll happen. Mm -hmm. it, again, so Tucker's not the only person that's asking this question. So are other people. This has got nothing to do with left or right. This is just people that are curious. Go ahead. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate Most and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. Should we not know? I tried Should for three years to get it on to no avail, and now it's all coming out, and it's like these new revelations, and I freaking had all yep. of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like every day, I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh my god, we. It was um, what what we uh, had ABC. was unreal. Other women They're, backing the it up. The producers are probably going hey. nuts behind the yep. screens right now. Like, what are you saying? ABC is furious. They're going this thing was leaked. Like, Pat, they're pissed. Lost there their mind. Oh, they're furious. Who is Epstein? Like, who is Jeffrey Epstein? What do you mean, who is Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, Meanwhile, she's know. not a freedom uh, fighter. She's just saying, damn it, I lost a Pulitzer. She lost, yeah, because of that. And at the end of the day, it's good. I don't, I'm not being overly spiritual or religious. It's good and evil, and evil right now is winning because you can't even say it. They're so protected. It's insane. Look at JFK, Pat. How many years ago was that? They're still hiding documents. They're still saying, no, you guys can't see this because we're not, we're not smart enough to figure it out. But we're not stupid. We're, we're just living in a different era. The difference between 1964, you know, when, when you know, November 22nd, when JFK's assassination happened, and today, there's one thing that wasn't around back then. There was no social media. There was no citizen technology. Journalism. There was no people just getting out there and talking about what they thought about it. There was no podcast. And there was no, let me tell you what I think about this. There was no people that just got up and said, I need to get to the bottom of this. It was just legacy media. That's the one thing you had to take. You had to listen to what they had to say. And that mm -hmm. was it. You cannot do that today. There's a lot of people that are questioning. So Tucker saying this on legacy, who's been in it with Fox for 14 years, is saying, listen, even me at a place like Fox can't really talk about what I really want to talk about sometimes. And you know what was really interesting about the Kennedy assassination? You just said the word citizen journalism. The Kennedy assassination would have been a canned story from the U.S. government if it wasn't for one citizen standing at the edge of the grassy knoll on a piece of concrete with a small video camera. Zapruder. And his name is Adrian Zapruder. <laughs> Zapruder. And if it wasn't for Adrian Zapruder, the, you know, Kennedy killed by Oswald. The whole thing would have gone there. And instead, they started talking to other people. They had the Zapruder film. They talked to other people. But it was citizen, a, a little citizen who became citizen journalism. He was just, he was doing that for himself. I'm going to go down and take pictures. The president's going to be driving wow. by. And he's got an early little movie camera going to show his family. Oh, Perfect my gosh, example. look where I was. Perfect and remember, example. they didn't release that film once they had possession of it. 
That film was not released until 1975 when Geraldo Rivera did a Good Morning America at mm-hmm. Night special. Yeah. And there, so that video they knew was around for 12 years before it was shown to the public. Wait, wow. Frame 194? I wonder good why. Part. Here it comes. I wonder why. I, wonder I mean, why. literally, really, I, I wonder why. And so. speaking of uh, JFK, Tucker devoted an episode to the JFK assassination. And this is a very interesting clip. It's only 27 seconds. Can Go I for play it? it. Yeah, of course. We spoke to someone who had access to these still-hidden CIA documents, a person who was deeply familiar with what they contained. We asked this person directly, did the CIA have a hand in the murder of John F. Kennedy, an American president? And here's the reply we received verbatim. Quote, the answer is yes. I believe they were involved. It's a whole different country from what we thought it was. It's all fake. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I can't tell you how many people I've, I've sat down with from the JFK side because I've always been curious about what happened here. Again, this is the American history. We should know what's wrong with digging in and wanting to know more. The fact that he's, he is asking that question, and if you were to ask yourself, why does Joe Rogan kick major ass on podcasts? Maybe because he asks questions and thinks thoughts and has concerns millions of others have. Why? Why does Tucker Carlson do as well as he does with his numbers? By the way, you have his numbers because the only thing we talked about today on the podcast was the Friday numbers, which is his last show was 2.6 million. But can you go to 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 the previous days if you have them? Do you have all of them or yes. you don't have all so of them? So this is the week of April 17th, the week before Tucker yep. got fired. These are the ratings across the board. So Monday night, 3.174 million, whereas uh, CNN Cooper. had yeah, 635,000. One-fifth. Uh, One-fifth. MSNBC had 1.4 million people. And then you go to Tuesday, 3.22 wow. million for Fox, 750,000 for CNN, 1.3 million for MSNBC. Wednesday, 3. Point, uh, 3 million. Yep, across the board. You go to Thursday, 2.9 million. And then Friday, his final show, 2.6 million people. But let's fast forward to the week that Tucker's gone. And we go oh to Monday. Oh, God. Monday, you're at 2.5. First one. Makes sense. Because people are tuning in to see sure. who's going to be on. Yeah. Tuesday, 1.7 million. I don't like that guy. Wednesday, 1.3 million. He's boring. Thursday, it goes up a little bit, 1.4 million. And then Friday, that they hit a weekly Whoa. low of 1.153 million people. And for those Did of you who think these numbers might be fudged, they're from adweek.com. So these are what people base their ad revenues yep. on. And, and by, by the way, way did you notice that even Tucker being down, Cooper went down? Yeah, it went down 100,000. Well, they didn't move. They didn't go up. So CNN and MSNBC didn't get more audience. As a matter of fact, Pat, as Pat was just saying, Anderson Cooper went down. He went down. He dropped. He went from 660, 730 to 580. Wow. So is the argument that if they're not on Fox and then channel switching, maybe they're not on cable news at all? So in other words, Anderson Cooper is begging for Tucker to be back because oh. it's hurting his business. Of course. During the commercial break, maybe they jump over to <laughs> yeah. him to see if the yeah. privileged uh, son the... of a Vanderbilt could be talking about cats stuck in trees. It's like, it's like CNN when Trump got Serious back in issue, the news. Tom. When CNN, people want to know. Yeah, they definitely want to know. Go ahead, you were like, saying like that with CNN. Like CNN is begging for Trump. Wait, you know how bad they want Trump to be arguing and getting back into the races because their ratings are going to go up. Their ratings went up during the whole uh, indictment thing, and now they're back to nothing. So, Pat, here's my question to you: What do you think? Because Tucker's been in this business for how long? He's even said it on the full. He's set. been for a while. For yeah. a long time. What? At what? What happened? In here, where I know they, they fired him, but something happened, I think, in him where he's just like, because he was speaking out a lot lately. Do you think it's his career went to cause where he's like, no, I'm, it's more than just the money because he has all the money in the world. He's rich as hell. Wait, say that again. What did you just say? It, he went from career to cause. Like, it's, it's bigger than just yeah. the money and the numbers and this. It's his voice. He's actually, that's why I respect the hell out of him. He wants to let the people know, Pat, all these things so you make your own decision. Yeah. You know, musicians did. Uh, it happened to Bono with you, too. His mm-hmm. career clearly went to cause. A whole red campaign and mm-hmm. trying to raise money for AIDS in Africa. I think there is a moment where you cross over and you say, you know what? I'm no longer a tool of this industry I grew up in. And remember all the wonderful, nice things that Bono had to say about the music industry? And then he was he was with the U.N. and with Kofi Annan. And there, I think there is a moment where you go to cause. Yo, well, here's, here's, what you, here's what you have to think about. And I, I'm, I'm going to give a complete different analogy for you. And I'm going to bring Brady, I'll bring Kobe, and I'll bring a few other guys. Okay, okay. so think about, <clears throat> think about uh, when I was in the company, uh, prior company. I got started in that company April of 2002. And I got in with a dream. 
I'm like, man, I'm working 80 hours a week. I want to go out there and do what I was. I'm like on fire, boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden, I realized the guy at the top, uh, we have a meeting together with him in Hawaii. And I'm asking him a question. You don't look like you're working. Every time you tell me, well, come to this dinner. Oh, they canceled last minute. I'm going to come to this. Cancel, cancel, cancel. It was constant cancellation and winging about what he was going to do next to help grow the company. Nothing was happening. Finally, I confronted him, and we sat down. We had a talk in Hawaii, and everybody's looking at this meeting. And I said, listen, man, I don't believe you're doing this anymore because you love this business. I think you're doing this just because of money, and you're done. You would much rather play golf and do other things, and I don't. I want to play ball. But I need you to be straight up with me. He says, well, you know, I, says, I want you to look at me in my eyes when you're talking to me. He says, well, the sun's on my face. So I said, let's switch. Oh, wow. You said, so we switch. Yeah. I said, tell me. And he eventually said, you're right. I don't know what my next move is. I don't know if I love this as much as I did. But I said, great. But I do. I'm still wanting to do this because I'm on fire about this business. Great. So then I leave. And I go and decide what I want to do next. We start our own company. When Kobe was playing with the Lakers. Who was the owner of the Lakers when Kobe was playing with the Lakers? Jerry Buss. Jerry Buss. Okay. Yep. So what is the relationship of Jerry Buss to Kobe, to the GM, to the head coach? What's Kobe looking for? Kobe's game is to do what? What's his responsibility? Improve himself, improve his footwork, summertime go hang out with some, uh, you know, off-season go hang out with uh, uh, Rockets, uh, Olajuwon, see if you can do better footwork, train, make sure your health is good, don't party too much, don't go crazy, don't do this, don't do that. Did GM's job is to, to do what? To put people around you, to put supporting cast What's Jerry Buss's job? Every year set up the company, set, set up the organization to win a championship, that's what you, okay, no problem, great. So there is roles that everybody has. Okay, Tom Brady. Another guy that played 20-some years, and he played under New England Patriots for many years. What's his head coach's job? To want to win. Bill Belichick is a true believer. He's not doing it because he wants a paycheck. Phil Jackson's not doing it because he wants a paycheck. Phil has got how many championships? He's got 12 as a coach and one as a player. When he's got, Yeah, he's got 12 total. Six with Michael, five with uh, Kobe, one with the New York Knicks, I think 1972. I may be off on the years. So he's got 12 championships. Phil is not doing it because he wants another house in Montana. He does it for the love of the game in history, okay? All right, no problem. Bill Belichick, love of the game. Tom Brady, love of the game. Kraft, love of the game. Let's go build the biggest organization. Let's win a bunch of chips. Six of them, right? So the thing that changes, the thing that changes when you're at Fox, no one knows if Rupert Murdoch changed the love of the game. No one knows if it's all now with the Suns and the influences change because it's, you know, well, you know, these kids know what they're talking about. Let them kind of do this stuff. And behind closers, you're like, listen, you're putting the wrong leaders in, in, in decision-making process and you're forgetting who the eyeballs are. People are coming here for us. When I was in the former company, there was a lady. Let's call her Susan. Okay. She, at one point, started having more authority than the leaders that were building the company and she was a home office employee. And she would say, you can't speak. You can't do this. And you can't do that. And she would hang up on people. And I remember one time I'm like, who is this lady? <laughs> so when those types of people get more influence and the way they talk to talent, they forget who is king, you're bound to lose the company. And you're bound to lose people like Tucker. Now, in this case, there is also a lady there named Susan, whatever her name is. Suzanne. Suzanne. If, Suzanne. They, if she thinks... She's bigger than Tucker. The game is done. You are not bigger than Tucker. Nobody comes to Fox to watch you. People come to Fox to watch Tucker. This is the issue Michael had with the ownership of Chicago, Jerry and Jerry. Well, it's because of the GM. If it wasn't for us, we wouldn't be able to put the team together. And then Michael says what? Listen, I didn't see you playing tonight. We got to still go score some points and win the game. Okay, And so that, that there was a conflict there. The point I'm trying to make to you is we don't know the real conflict behind closed doors on how they view Tucker. You know how annoying it is that your name is Suzanne, and everywhere you go, people say stuff like, well, if it wasn't for Tucker, you guys wouldn't be number one. Well, if it wasn't for Tucker, you wouldn't be number one. Well, listen, how about us? I mean, did you see I was ranked on media as the number one most power player? Yeah, but if it wasn't for Tucker, you wouldn't be. Yeah, but if it wasn't for Tucker. Can you imagine how sometimes people who are non-players, their dream is to be a player, they sit there and they say what? Well, what about me? Well, what about me? And what about me? And what about me? So then... This brings me to a movie that we just watched, which is what? Air. One of the best. In a movie, Air, you see Sonny Vaccaro, who is working at Nike. Nike has got 17% of NBA players at the time. 
Converse is 54%, and it's Adidas. That's really what the numbers were like. Nobody was going to Nike. And Nike's players were the Bs. Nike's players were the Bs. They were not the number one draft pick. (laughs) Converse had Bird, Magic, you know. Everybody. uh, Julius Irving. Adidas (laughs) had everybody. And so here's here's what what are we going to be doing? What what are we going to be going after? But the difference between Converse and the difference between Adidas was Phil Knight had a vision with Nike. Phil Knight was at the office every day. Phil Knight wanted to build Nike. Who won? Michael won. Sonny won. Phil won. Nike won. We all won. Fans won. Everybody won. The NBA won. Even the NBA collecting fines from Nike at $5,000 a game for wearing red shoes. They won. Everybody won. So in a case like this, the most important thing you have to think about with something like this is, if I go to sleep at night, okay, what things do you not want to stress out about? As a talent, you don't want to be stressed out about what's going on at the company you're working at. Of course. You don't want to go to sleep thinking, what are they going to be doing? You know, what are they going to be? So right now, if these guys are trying to silence a guy like Tucker, let's just say, if they're saying, well, you can, we, we're not going to let him have anybody. You can't sign with anybody. We're going to pay you out. We're going to hold you in the contract. If they try to hold him hostage, it's going to be a very big thing that will backfire with that organization. You know why? If they try to hold him hostage. Here's what Fox needs to know. Say they try to hold Tucker Carlson hostage and they don't release him from the contract. Great. What happens with all the talent that are looking at going to uh, Fox? Guess what they're going to be thinking? Dude, there's, this is the there's, worst. Co- this, this, this is that type of company. I, I'm not going to go into a hostage crisis type of a situation. I'm just not going to do that. If they're trying to do that. I don't know the details. I, I made a reference of Stefan Marbury where the team yeah. is trying to hold him hostage. If they're trying to do that. No, Pat, you and I follow professional sports a lot. But don't isn't it interesting where you will also have like – a horrifying franchise, and if your agent, even if they were going to back up the truck for you, your agent comes back and says, the Seattle Supersonics have made a big offer. And you'd be like, "Um, it's bigger than a Laker offer. Yeah, but tell me about the Laker offer again. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Because you just want to go there. Yeah. Pat, can I ask you a question? some organizations Mm -hmm. that just, you you wouldn't go to those organizations. Go ahead, Rob. Go do your thing. Well, Pat, you brought up a good point. Uh, you brought up Mediaite, and Mediaite actually did the most influential in news media 2022 mm-hmm. list. This is from December. Yep. But I'm going to scroll to the bottom. I'm going to give you the first three, and then number four is Tucker. But number one is Susan exactly. Scott. I remember this. We talked about yes. this. She's number one. She's a number one power player. But she's power not a player. broadcaster. Yeah. She runs a network. Yeah. Number two, biggest names in media. Elon, Elon Musk, Musk not a broadcaster, nope. but he owns Twitter. But he should be number one, by the way. It's a platform so. operator. So. <laughs> number three, Chris Licht and David Zalza. This makes sense. Fine. Not a broadcaster. Yep. The first broadcaster wow. that appears on the list is number four, Tucker Carlson. Which is number one talent. So he is the number one broadcaster in the United States as far as being on television. Who would you say? Uh, who would you say is a close number two? Brogan. To who? To Tucker? To talk, as far as no, a the, broadcaster in so, the United States. So the way I would put it, I would put it wow. two separate things. It's two. I know they don't combine it that way. They, no. they put everybody as the same. There, there, there is. It's two different leagues they're playing in. These are two different leagues. Uh, and what I mean by two different leagues is two different sports. Tucker is number one in mainstream media. Rogan is number one for podcast. These are two different games. And FYI, you know who else you got to put on that list? Ben Shapiro. Yeah, Ben Shapiro, when it comes on to politics, he's probably, I would put, I would probably put Ben Shapiro on politics number one for podcasting. I don't know if I put anybody on the podcasting site above Shapiro. I would put podcasting, period. Rogan is obviously the GOAT, period. Politics specific, it's going to be Shapiro. And then obviously Tucker's number one for mainstream media. Would you say Ben Shapiro has a bigger reach than Anderson Cooper? No way. You think Anderson Cooper has a bigger reach than uh Ben Shapiro. Oh right no now. way! Oh no! Ben, so Ben, no. so independent broadcaster no, over absolutely. established media. It's not even close. Glenn Beck over. Let's just go with Anderson Cooper again. Glenn Beck. Uh, Glenn Beck. I don't. I don't follow him as closely as I do with Shapiro. But I would say Beck at his peak. Beck was crushing it. He was a number one guy on TV at one point. Uh, but today. I would say Beck is probably still beating uh, Anderson Cooper. What Jed and I made a great point on this morning's podcast. And yeah. If you did not happen to watch it, go back and watch it. But she talked about the death of mainstream media and the rise of independent broadcasters. And you asked her a very specific question about Tucker and why there wasn't this excitement around Bill O'Reilly, why there wasn't this excitement about Megyn Kelly leaving. And she said it's the rise of the independent broadcaster. I think we're in it. 
This is it. This is the moment where it shifts definitively from mainstream mm-hmm. media and people watching it and consuming it as the way that they've always had to now everybody is going to make this shift. The majority of people towards these independent broadcasters, the Blaze, Daily Wire, Valuetainment, et cetera. Good. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the one thing you have to know is – You know, when you're in sales and you have a market or when you're running a company and let's just say you're you're a real estate guy or let's just say you're an insurance guy and 30 percent of your sales and your clientele comes from a golf course that you go to on a monthly basis where you're a member at. And so you meet your clients over there. Right. As an insurance person. And you got another 40 percent that comes from you going to I don't know, I'm just making stuff up from a local uh, what do you call uh, uh, chair, uh, chamber of commerce meetings that you go to? Another thirty percent is referrals that come to you. You can't all of a sudden give up the thirty percent you're getting from the country club, and just go all uh, uh, what do you call it? Go all uh, uh, chamber of commerce. His eight o'clock is part of his audience, and that's the sixty-five plus audience. But the question becomes: Is he transferable to go to the twenty-five to forty-year-old audience? Does that audience want to hear him? You just saw he went on Full Send podcast. Their audience is what? It's a younger podcast. You saw Trump went on Full Send. Eight million views within 24 hours. What does it say? That audience wants to hear you. Exactly. They want to talk to you. So the the, the way I would structure, structure this would be in a different way. Uh, because I think there's also price that some people that want to hear what Tucker has to say, you got to pay premium for it. Of course. There's some stuff that's going to be public and you're going to distribute it everywhere. There's some stuff you want to hear this, what he has to say, that's going to be all private and you got to pay for this. There's going to be a paywall for you to have to pay for it. I'll be 100% honest with you, Pat. So I'm still using my ex girlfriend's login for Fox and everything. So I don't, <laughs> wow, I'm just being honest. It just finished. I'm not joking. It just finished. It's a great ex. I'm, can, I'm, can she's I, amazing. Respect your ex. This is your ex girlfriend? This, this is my ex girlfriend. And mind you, okay. her, it's, I, I have her Netflix. Everything. The only thing that expired was the Fox thing, and I it happened two days before they let go of Tucker. I'm obviously I I would have paid for it if he still stayed there, but there's absolutely no way that I would pay for it now. If he goes somewhere else, that's OTT. One thousand percent, I would pay to listen to him. That that's because he's worth it. Pat, you feel me? I pay to listen to him. And, and by the way, let me tell you this: I would almost want him to sell, to have something on OTT where uh, he can let her rip and just talk and I go there and listen to it. I almost mm-hmm. want FYI. Let me let me also let me also talk to the audience. Let me also talk to the audience. So audience, I'm going to talk to you. And 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 I kind of want you to hear me out here and let's kind of process this thing together, okay? If my argument makes sense to you, buy it. If it doesn't make sense to you, don't buy it, okay? Here we go. So some people may say, well, um yeah, you know, I, I I would love for Tucker to get a voice and blah, 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 and I would love for that to happen. Hey, you know, Elon Musk, I would love Elon Musk to not have to rely on big pharma sponsorship and all this other stuff. Hey, I would love for Elon to not have to need money from Pfizer and all these other guys and all these companies that are saying they're canceling the membership. I would love for that to happen. Hey, I would love... Okay, check this out. Netflix has 216 million users worldwide that pay an average of 12 bucks a month. Let me say that one more time to you. 216 million users Netflix has that are paying 12 bucks a month. By the way, I'm helping for that, and odds are you're contributing towards that, and odds are you're contributing to- towards but that. But Vinny's not. My ex-girlfriend. ex-girlfriend. <laughs> That's neither here if, nor there. If, <laughs> if you're watching this, if you're watching this, if I can get your attention, Tom, if you're watching this and you're saying, well, I don't like the fact that Netflix does the woke and Disney does this and Disney does that and what, no problem. Then when other OTTs come that are trying to fight that, and they tell you $14.99, $12.99, whether it's Daily Wire, whether it's whatever, guess what? Pay it. Pay it. Don't go, so I don't, I can't, I'm just, I'm just, pay it. Because what you're doing to them, that money is going to be used to go get talent. So this relationship is a two-way highway. I remember I would go to charity events and I would say, Jen, these guys are going to want some money tonight. Get the checkbook ready. We got to cut some money tonight. Okay, great. We're sitting there. And I would say, if the argument's good, we'll cut the check. And I would sit there and say, Oh, my God, this is such a great point. We don't need one of those machines. We need five of those machines. How much is each machine? $59,000. You know what? Should five machines? $300,000. You know what? Absolutely. We'll support it. We were planning on only giving this much. Here's the money. Because it made sense. We need five of those machines in that city instead of just needing one machine. So, audience, this is a two-way highway. 
if you're sitting there not happy about it, you got to fund and help those companies that can do something with that money to get that voice to be bigger. And then this is going to be crazier. You got to go and get that vote of other people also subscribing, just like we get somebody to get elected. So when I had Rudy Giuliani on the podcast and we're having a conversation on the, what do you call it, uh, uh, in 5990 Live, and he was talking about, well, the election this and the election that and election this. I'm like, you know, I'm not for it. I'm not for it. He says, what do you mean I'm not for it? He says, I said, here's what I'm for. If you think there's going to be any kind of cheating going on in the election, guess what? What? Get seven people to go vote for, vote with you. Nobody should go vote by themselves. What do you mean? When you go to vote, do you typically go vote by yourself? Yes. Moving forward, just like the Army, we had the buddy rule. What's yeah. the buddy rule? Bring somebody with Always you have a buddy what? with you? Yep. This year, 2024, guess what? You should not elect. You should not vote alone. You're going to go vote? Pull somebody from the office with you. Hey, Johnny, you want to go vote with me? Let's go. Hey, Jay, you want to go vote with me? Let's go. Don't go vote by yourself. What's the point? We got to become a little bit more also, you know, collectively in this tribal leadership to say, let's bring people as well. If you like, like, let's just say, let's say this opportunity happens and we bring Tucker and Tucker decides to do this. Okay. And we have the conversation announcements made. Tucker's coming to invite him. And fantastic. Guess what? Whatever is going to be in a private platform where Tucker can speak freely and that is announced, whether it's with us or anybody else, if we don't get them, I'm telling you right now, anybody else that goes gets them. I'm telling you, go support it. God willing, it's with us because we believe we're the right fit. But if it's not, go support it. And FYI, let me prep you a little bit more. This is how sometime when we started a company, this is what I said when I first started the insurance company. I said, guys, I want you to be thinking about this. What's that? Um, we're about to make this announcement, this technology. I'll never forget Bamboo when we first launched it, Tom. You weren't there when we launched it. It was the ugliest three months of my business career. Every day we were at the office till 1.30 in the morning with customer service live Zoom with so many different things breaking with this. And I kept telling my guys, be patient. But I prepped everybody for six months. Not everything's going to go perfectly well. Be patient. Be patient. Be patient. Be patient. Boom. It's crazy. We had three of our employees that used to work here. And these guys were, I said, listen, be patient. Long term, we're going to do something big. They're all diehard guys. We just announced that we want to do something with Tucker. They're all texting me saying, oh, my God. Never thought that was this one. I said, well, you were impatient. If you were patient, we told you the vision is really big. When Tucker goes anywhere in the first month, two months, three months, six months, is not working at the pace you want it to be, be patient. The relationship is both ways. That organization's got to figure out the kinks, and you got to figure out the kinks. The benefit of going to a place like Fox, the benefit of going to a place like NBC, the benefit of going to a place like CBS or AB, any of these places, guess what they have? They have 600 employees that are overpaid that can go and work on one person's project, 50 people on one person's project. So, but if you go to an independent organization that is not a $12 billion company, $7 billion company, and they're coming up, they don't have those resources yet. So the level of patient needs to be higher because the exchanges, while you go to NBC, ABC, mainstream, you're muzzled because you can't talk about everything because your biggest sponsor is Pfizer. Over here, you are not muzzled. You can talk about everything but you don't have the 600 employees and you got to be kind of patient for this thing to develop. But if the relationship with the users and the customers and the capitalist, the entrepreneur, the talent is honest and sincere, long-term, we're going to win this fight. But it's not going to be just the talent and the company and not the involvement of the talent, uh, the, what do you call it, the fans and the audience getting involved as well. This is going to take a real teamwork effort the next 3, 5, 10, 20 years for us to win this fight. And by the way, if there's ever been a fight worth fighting, this is it. I was looking at a book upstairs shown to uh, seven of our executives about 10-year-olds, what book they're getting on, sex, on uh, sex education. I'm showing this clip, and, and, and the book is sold millions on top of millions of copies in public schools. They're showing positions on how two boys can have sex in school. Yep. Two girls can have sex in school. Then you have the missionary, which is a boy and a girl, which is, you know. Yeah, it's regular. A 10-year-old guy, a 10-year-old boy is going to learn how to have sex with another boy. Listen, if there's ever been a time that it's going to take everyone's effort, we're just sitting around bitching and complaining about it, it's not going to mean anything, you got to get involved. you got to support. If you support a brand, if it's not us, go support somebody else, support them. If it's us, support us. Collectively, 10, 20 years from now, we're going to look back and say, we did this together. It's not going to be a one-man show. It's not going to be a one-team show. It's going to be collective effort with you and us doing it together. Without you, there is no entertainment. Without you, there's no PBD podcast. Without you, we don't have this media company. Without you... You and I don't meet each other. Without you, we don't have all these people that are working here. This has been collective. I'm grateful for you guys, but I just want to prep you 
and I hope this kind of made sense to some of you guys that are still watching this, I'm going to ask you for more. If you say, Pat, we're going to do this, we kind of need to get to the next phase of we're going to need your help at the next level. You know, till today, I'll tell you one thing about Valuetainment. Um, Tom, when we were building the insurance company, you know my salary. Not when we sold the company, but you know my salary when we were building an insurance company. Was I ever the highest paid guy in the company? Absolutely not. You were not even in the top 10. What was I paying myself salary-wise? You, you know you were part of the payroll. Can you tell everybody what I was making? Barely 100 grand. And, and by the way, a lot of that was benefits because you got the medical package yeah. for your family. Eventually, my salary went up to 250 Okay, salary. And then if the company did well, I got something of the EBITDA, 5% of whatever the EBITDA was, about $5 million of EBITDA. So it's not like it's millions of dollars. I'm getting another $100,000, $200,000, $300,000 of bonus. But it was based on growing the company. I didn't have any problem till today from Valuetainment, day one till today. You know how much money I've taken off the table from Valuetainment? Zero. I don't take a salary from this. I don't take profits at the end of the year. Everything's reinvested into Valuetainment because vision is real. So we're, when we're doing what we're doing, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe we have to pay that. I can't believe we're, we're not doing this because I'm trying to go buy another car. I've made a good decision. I've done well for myself financially where we've set aside a good amount of money and we sold the insurance company. This is a project of 40 years. I'm going 40 years with media, with Valuetainment, period. And I say this a long time ago, and I'm saying it right now. I don't need another exit to become financially free. We are going on a 40-year run. God willing, we're healthy. I'm 44. If I live up to 84, thank you, God. I've already lived an incredible life. The things I've done, I'm very happy about it. But the next 40 years, God willing, uh, we'll be able to compete in the marketplace. And with guys like Tucker, once-in-a-lifetime type of a guy, you know, you like the guy, you want to hear more of the guy, you want to hear his perspective, you want to hear what questions he's asking, the way he goes and researches, the way he interviews people, you know, his charisma, his authenticity. There's a lot of people that want to see this guy run. There's people that are talking about why does not just announce and go run for president? Why don't you just go run for office? He may even just announce, I'm going to go run for office. You know what would happen? What a shakeup it would be if we made that kind of announcement. But what's the point? The point is people are saying that because they would like a guy like this to run the country. Yeah. If he chooses to do that, great. If he chooses to join a platform like ours, great. If we're here, oh my God, oh. all I can tell you is future looks bright. So but no matter where he goes, and, we're going to support that, the guy because we that, believe Pat, in him. I hope, I hope the people, and thank you everybody that, that is supporting Value Tainment. Thank you, Pat. Uh, I just have to say that off the rip. But uh, uh, I, I, first of all, I don't think he should like 100% do not do anything political, Pat, because you saw what they did with Trump. They're going to 100% go after him as well. What do you think, Tom? If he runs for, if he did anything political, what would happen to him? Tucker? Tucker. Tucker's gonna make more of a difference and be more of a candidate than anybody realizes. He could be he could be tremendous. But I think his voice, his talents, look, you know, you look at who is Tucker. I look at him. He's an entrepreneur. He created Daily Caller. He's a producer. He has an eye for content. He's a voice and a personality of his own show. He's also an author. If you haven't ever read Ship of Fools, you should read Ship of Fools. It's a great book. Kind of funny too. You step back and look at that. You know why we? You know why I recognize all that? Because we're all that. I mean, look at Pat. Pat's a multi-time entrepreneur. He's an author. He's a producer. My gosh, and he's a, and he's his own voice and personality. We understand that, and we are that. And so I look at all that, and I kind of see. I said, "Wow, you know, Tucker is very much like us." Could he be very well in political sphere? Absolutely. But I think he still has a voice, an opportunity, and he could take his time and talents and really you know, drive in service to America, what we're talking about Can here. Can I tell you selfishly where I'm at? Let me tell you selfishly where I'm at. Okay. As a, as a guy who wants to run with this guy, we'd love for him to be here. But I'm telling you, if he ran, I'm 100% supportive behind him because I think he would be the number two guy overnight. Hmm. I agree He with would that. be number two I, guy I, overnight. Way, I'd be right with you, and that's where my trip would be. Yeah, number two guy overnight. So purely support... Uh, uh, I said this to Megan earlier. Megan's like, so what do you think about the fact that the video just came out and the fact that he said this and he said that and this video that was released and leaked by, you know, Fox? And what are your thoughts about this? You know what my answer was? I said, listen, you know what history tells us? People who had the audacity to fight a fight against the bullies and bully the bully were never perfect. They were not the people that you saw them. You're like, oh, my God, what a, you know, fantastic this. Now, Churchill was able to do something Chamberlain couldn't do. Okay, it's just period. Ulysses S. Grant was able to do something 
McClellan, who was all he wanted to do is train, 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 train for, uh, you know, uh, 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 for Abraham Lincoln. All he wanted to do was train, constantly train his soldiers. Listen, Lincoln's like, listen, how many more months do you need to train your guys? Let's roll. No, they're not fully trained yet. Dude, we got to go to war. Yeah. We got to win this war. No, they're not trained yet. <clears throat> Ulysses S. Grant, I keep trying to get a hold of him. He's not, he's not, I can't get a hold of him. Lincoln is furious because he can't hear, hear back from Ulysses S. Grant. When he hears from him, guess what he says? We won. <laughs> and guess what Ulysses yeah. S. Grant was? Drunk, all this other stuff. What happens to Grant after Lincoln dies? Two-term president. Yeah. Okay? So, so, the, so the point is we can go back and talk about how, you know, so much of, well, what about this and what about that and what about this? Listen, you know, we're looking for somebody who's a dog of a fighter. When I say dog, I mean a dog fight. This guy's got the dog fight in him. Uh, you, you know when's the first time I fell in love with this guy? I'm like, I freaking like this guy. When? Was when John Stewart came in to try to bully him, and I watched him. You know how many times I watched that? You want me to tell you how many times I watched that clip? With the bow, with the bow tie? You know how many times I watched that how clip? How many times? If I tell you 200 times, that's a low number. Really? <laughs> do, do you know, like, for me in basketball, I watch more post-game interviews than I watch, interview, than I watch the game. I'm a post-game interview guy. I watched the other day John Morant. You lost. What's your comment? So, hey, John, what do you have to say about the fact that I don't think about anybody in the West? He said, well, I have to deal with that. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, weak answer. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, uh, Giannis, uh, what do, you, do you consider this year a failure? Eric, <sighs> you asked me the same question last year, okay? When Stewart came in, and he was a main guy, and you try to bully him, you just watch Tucker. And I'm telling you, Tucker never forgot that. Mm-hmm. And as much as John peaked, Tucker took it to a whole different level. It was a way of saying, look, man, I'm not going to get bullied. It's very hard to find people like Tucker. I don't, I don't, we've never had dinner together before. We've never broken bread. I'm not sitting here saying we're friends. Oh, you know, it's my buddy. Nope, I've never said that, and I'm not here to say that because we've never had any kind of, up until this conversation taking place, we've never had anything that has ever happened, right? But when I see a guy like that, that's that video took place with John trying to make you guys just you got to stop. You're terrible. You're this, and you see his reaction. And then all of a sudden, he see him going from the bow tie yeah, to who he was. And I hear saying, you know, under shadow of all the people, and then boom, he's at the top. Listen, I relate to underdogs. That guy was an underdog. Now he's at the top, and he's got a good. I think he's got a good ten to fifteen year run of being on fire, and his voice is needed every night. People are asking, where's this guy's voice? So, anyways, look, we want to do this uh, live podcast uh, simply because there's a lot of questions that's being asked. If you want to find out more about the story, Rob, if you can put the link below for people to go find it. Uh, you can see the clip as well with me and Megan Kelly. I actually really like the conversation we had with Megan Kelly today. Her show, man, she's rocking. She just crossed a million <laughs> subs. She's doing, she's doing big Congratulations, things. Congratulations, Megan. Obviously, million, she's, big milestone. She's always, been, she's always been one of the greatest to ever do it. But Megan seems to be like, right now, it's like you. You're like, hey. She's like everywhere now, back at it, like what she wants, you know. So she has fire. I'm excited to see. I, I hope she becomes one of the moderators for, oh. you know, the election because she was very good when she was out there asking the questions. Anyways, if you want to see that, put the link below as well, the link to the uh, article and the offers that we made. You can find it on Twitter all over the place. Gang, uh, if you uh, are still here with us, uh, smash that subscribe button. We love you. We appreciate you. We couldn't do this without you. Take care, everybody. Bye bye, bye bye, bye bye.